This is Late Night Health. This is the radio show that cares about the most important part of your life, your health. During the next 30 minutes, we're going to do a special live presentation from the Bruin Professionals in Beverly Hills, California, at the law offices of Melissa. Come on, Melissa. Degote. <laughs> Melissa Degote. Okay. It's very casual, folks. Uh, we're going to take a look at Can You Outlive Your Money? We did this a few months ago with Mike, and I thought it was important enough to come back and talk about it because people are losing their money um, as they age. So let's take a look at who Mike is first. Uh, Mike is the executive VP and partner at Finestone Partners. Mr. Anderson is primarily responsible for forming retirement plan solutions, servicing retirement plans, and managing private money accounts. Finestone Partners is an independent registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Four Points Capital Partners, LLC. Mike, uh, welcome back to Late Night Health. Thank you, Mark. Happy to be here. And we're happy here. By the way, if you hear munching, uh, people are eating sandwiches, lentil sal salads, and fresh water. So I just wanted everybody to know that. Mike, as baby boomers, most of us in this room, we could have millions of dollars, and yet because of the way the healthcare system is set up, we could lose it all. Yeah, the, it, it's, it's a wide scope issue in regards to medical costs, eating into uh, retirement savings for, uh, for the baby boomers, for the retirees, and just to kind of set the table of, of where we are in the U.S., uh, right now there's, there's about 48 million Americans that are age 65 and older. That's about 15% of the population right. today. Um, Growing every day. Growing every day, and we've got 10,000 new <laughs> Americans turning 65 every day. And just so you know, I just saw a statistic, Mike. There are over 108 million people who are 50-plus. So they're getting ready to retire. Right. Those, those leading, leading up to retirement. Um, to kind of step back right now... With, in regards to net worth, retirement savings, there are uh, about 10% of the population right now will be able to retire the, the way that they want to. They have, so, they'll have enough cash uh, to cover the needs, medical expenses, and really the lifestyle that they want to maintain or have in retirement. About 40% of the U.S. population will be able to retire, but with some adjustment to how they live, okay? And then the bottom 50 are really nowhere. They're going to be on the curb? Uh, potentially. So, wow. so they're, it, it's basically Social Security, their children, other family members and friends that, that take care of these folks. And that's half of our population. I see somebody, I see several people in this room who are under 50. Should they be worrying about this problem too? Not only for themselves, but for their parents. Well, they should be worrying about it uh, for themselves, their parents, and those that are in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, 
you still have time to prepare to deal with this when you are 65 and 75, 85 uh, years old. Um, so uh, taking it seriously now in terms of saving for retirement is even, is even bigger than ever. Just to round out in regards to those that may be on the curb, um, the bottom 50, right now we've got about seven to nine million people in the U.S. over age 65 that are at or near the poverty level right now, okay, right now. We've got, uh, by 2035, it's projected that we'll have about 20 million. I'm, I'm really curious. Is it too late to start doing something when you're, say, 60 years old or 65? You know, let, unless you, unless you yeah. win the lottery? Unless, you, unless you're struck by lightning, okay? Right. You know, first, and then you win the lottery, because that's about the odds of wow. winning the lottery. So, uh, <laughs> but with that... That's a good question. Let's say you're 62 years old and you say, you know what? I want to retire at age 65, but, you know, I, I don't have enough money. I know I can't do it. You know, there's been, you've done projections and so on with an advisor. Um, what can you do? Here's a tip for you. Number one, you're probably going to have to work longer. Okay. That's kind of a, a given. Not until you're 90, but longer. So this is some at age 62. Keep in mind that a portfolio, a moderate portfolio earning 5 to 7% will double, will double in seven years. So if you sit there and you say, okay, I'm 62. If by 69 or 70, I can double what I have in my retirement savings, if I really focus on it and increase your contributions, uh, on a pre-tax base to whatever vehicle, an IRA, uh, to a qualified plan through an employer, um, you'll be able to make up some pretty significant ground. In just, in just that seven-year period. Right. Let me suggest to those who are out in the audience, if you have a question, you can address those questions to us at info at latenighthealth.com info at latenighthealth.com. We will try to answer your questions uh, live here on the air. We have about 25 people here in our room, all from UCLA. Yay! (laughs) And um, UCLA Bruin professionals. That's why it's UCLA. And if you have questions, and we have a couple that people have brought up, Mike will try to answer those as well. You know, how did we get into this fix? I mean, you and I were talking this morning about generic Tylenol costing $9 a pill in hospitals. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Let, let, in kind of putting it into perspective, how we, how we got into this fix as a nation, um, if you look at the medium household net worth, of an American at age 65, on, on the medium value uh, is about 225000 okay, at age 65, right? Um, if you're looking at out-of-pocket expenses due to, uh, due to uh, your, your medical needs and health needs, um, we know Medicare and Medigap is not going to cover everything. You have the premiums to pay on that right. coverage. 
you have out-of-pocket for dental and vision. Uh, you have uh, out-of-pocket for what long-term care may not cover. Okay? So uh, right now, first few years of retirement, the average out-of-pocket cost for health coverage for an individual is about three to seven thousand. Oh my! Okay, three really? to seven thousand. Okay, if you are in the last three to five years of your life, it's typically twenty to thirty thousand out of pocket. So, if you know the medium value of net worth uh, within a household is two twenty-five, two fifty, you know, doing the math. Okay, well, if I'm, uh, you know, by the time I'm 85, I'm broke, okay? You know, and I know the, the, the thought is going through some people's mind, well, the solution is I die, okay? Um, you know, <laughs> okay. Well, California, yeah. California's, I guess, a right-to-die state if, you, if you're really yeah. sick. True. Um, <clears throat> I so, don't know if that's a real good alternative. Not, not a good alternative. Not a good alternative. I want to point out, this is Late Night Health. We are doing a special live program from the uh, uh, Bruin Professionals in Beverly Hills, California. We thank Melissa for uh, letting us uh, use your conference room. If you have questions, you can write us at info at latenighthealth.com. Info at latenighthealth.com. All right. Is there... I know Mike gave me some questions to ask, but I tend to just go off the cuff. Whose fault is this? You know, it's... it's All of us? It's all of us together. And a lot of it has to do with the cost of living far outpacing our ability to earn enough money to deal with it. And uh, as we approach and live through retirement. That's really what, what, what's happened. Um, some people may say, well, what, why can't we become Norway, you know, and, yeah. you know, everything's covered and, you know, you know, the longevity is not an issue. You know, we can, well, they eat a lot of herring and fish and they live to 110. Yeah. I just read about a woman who's on social security. She lives by herself. I think she's in Louisiana. Maybe humidity has something to do with it. But she gardens. She goes to, the, to uh, I don't know, church and, and, and a dance every week. She has friends come in. She's not worried, but she's 103 years old. My, my point is that we'll, most of us won't live that long, okay? And having quality of life, I mean... Who in this room wants quality of life? Everybody, right? Even the young ones, the millennials stuck their hands up. And it's true. I don't want to be on a breathing tube, not being even a feeding tube, and and not being able to talk. Yeah, obviously, I like to talk. If I can't talk, I'm dead. So my, my point is... Devin Blaine just laughed at that. I've known Devin from the Blaine Group for years and years and years. But not being able to communicate, not being able to live, not being able to eat, just sitting there and having it cost, what, 10000 a month or more is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, in, in the decision-making <clears throat> that individuals go through, many are thinking about the same thing. 
and they're thinking, okay, I have to stay healthier longer. I have to stay healthier longer. Um, and you know, coming from my perch in financial services, I see people, companies instilling programs to help people facilitate that. Um, granted, we're probably going to have to work longer. Um, but we're healthier longer. Okay? For someone who's 65 and they're healthy, the probability that they're going to live to age 90 is really good. Both men and women? Men and women. Almost, you know? almost split? Yeah, women are going to have a little advantage there. You know, the guys are going to knock off a little earlier. Got you it. Know? Um, but, um, but working longer uh, is probably in the cards for all of us. Not much longer, but longer. Um, understanding more what you're investing in, taking more time to understand what you're doing, and taking advantage of the resources that you have available to you. Take more time, you know. Okay, I spent two hours planning my vacation. I've spent 20 minutes on my 401k allocation. Oh, and I did that five years ago. You know, take the time to do it because it does make a difference. Well, um, people, people spend more time worrying about their pets. Who has a dog, cat, horse, right? <clears throat> These are your, your babies, right? And people spend more time with their pets than they do even with their kids. You know, kids can fend for themselves. I have no pets, but I do have kids. My point is that even if we have investments, we've chosen wisely, it can still be wiped out with the current broken system. I don't know how to fix it, by the way. I'm, I just, I, I don't. I'm just shocked that we in America don't know what the hell to do with health care. Yeah. Because it is going to wipe us out. Okay. Well, a couple of things. Number one, it is getting better than what it was. And it's really driven by individuals who are taking their retirement savings more seriously. Okay. Um, it is getting better than what it was. Can we become Norway? You know, Norway is a country of five and a half million people. Here in the U.S., we know we're, what, 365 million. Two different places, okay? And we're not running a, a surplus on our federal budget here. Right. Uh, in Norway, they're, they've got a huge surplus. So they're, they're a different circumstance. Right. Um, but things are getting better than what they were because people are taking it more seriously. Because <clears throat> they know that it's good. You, could be, you could be retired for decades, um, I mean, the person, there's a person alive today that most likely will live to be 150 years old. You know, it, it, can I be that? No. It, I just have Mark's caveats. volunteering. I'm volunteering. I just, I know we're in a law office. I have caveats. I want to know that I'm Mark. I want to walk on my own power. And I want to know, um, you know, I won't have friends left or family, but I want to know what's going on. Uh, I think the situation is that even if you have money, and let's say a doctor says to you, you know, George, you've got some kind of weird cancer. We can fix it. It's going to cost $30 million. Can you write us a check? What do you do? Okay. Well, the top 
of American earners today, wage earners, they can write that check. Okay, they, they can do it. Okay? The rest but of us can't. The next 40 will have a little difficult writing it. And as I said, the bottom 50, you know, with, with all the firms that I work for on their 401k plans, private sharing plans, DV plans, you know, I, in one-on-one counseling with individuals, I have individuals that are nearing retirement. They give up their prescriptions. Then there's like, Mike, I can't afford it. The, the out-of-pocket, I cannot do it. We talked so about they roll, that this morning. And they roll the dice. Right. I saw, who knows what an EOB is from your insurance company? Okay. So I got an EOB. <coughs> Uh, it, it's, uh, it's basically a statement of what you did last month, okay, in prescriptions, and for example. And I, this year, I've spent $180 in prescriptions. Uh, $75 was for Shindrex. I don't normally do uh, vaccines, uh, but I did the Shindrex because I'm deathly afraid of shingles. And... Uh, but my gap coverage doesn't start until I've paid $3,800 for prescriptions. $3,800. If I'm on $3,800 worth of medicines a month, kill me. I'm serious. I'm sick. No, I agree. I agree. Right. It, you it, have it, a question it, here. We, we've got a couple things here. Um, so uh, from our audience, our on-site audience, um, reiterating, you know, what are some of the solutions? Top, number one is take control over eating well and staying healthy as long as you can. Okay, eat clean, non-GMO, we'll okay. go from that. And there you go. You know, save more earlier, okay? So for the, uh, even those in your 40s and that example that I gave for the 62-year-old, there's a lot of hope for millennials, okay, that I work for. You may think, hey, you know what? I got time. I'll worry about it later. I'm running into more and more and more that are not taking that attitude. And you want to know why? Because they see their parents struggling and they don't want to end up like their parents. Right. So you'd be surprised how seriously millennials are taking their retirement plans. Their, their savings rate are competing with the 40 and 50 year olds to their credit. So they're taking it seriously. Invest wisely. And that means knowing what you're doing, take advantage of the resources that you have. Be careful about investing too conservatively over the long term. Even if you're very conservative by nature, be careful. Have some quality growth built in there. In other words, have some risk built in there. You've got to have some risk, some. Risk equals reward. Over time, absolutely. I saw, I'm sorry, I was in a bank the other day, and they said, save now, 1.7%. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. I mean, it's it, to produce income in the environment that we've been in for a decade. 12 years? Yeah. It, 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 this is not an income-friendly environment that we're in. And again, for those near retirees, those in retirement, they've had to take a little bit more risk, not a ton, but some more, because the traditional way of looking at fixed income 
won't work. I should have bought Apple in 1984. Actually, I tried, but that's a whole different other story. This is Late Night Health. We're broadcasting live from Beverly Hills at the uh, uh, Bruin Professionals Chapter of Beverly Hills, and we thank you all for being here. Is this, this we should digress. Of course. Okay. Sure. Because you know I do that. This is the first uh, broadcast from, I mean, podcast live. From, from, the, from a Bruin Professionals meeting. Wow. All right. So come on, Bruins. If you're out there, let us know. You can uh, write us at info at latenighthealth.com, info at latenighthealth.com. Uh, how, am I, how are we doing so far just with the people here? You can make noise. The microphones will pick you up. We're doing okay? Yeah. Okay. I see everybody eating. I just you know wanted some reaction here. Okay, go ahead. So, a few more things in regards to questions and comments, tips. Um, as far as, uh, you know, candidates, people that we elect within the state at the federal level, um, voting for people that, that are supporting platforms and legislation that, that uh, are in line with being able to deal with these issues. Um, totally agree. And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle... Uh, it's a common it's it's a common thread amongst the entire electorate. Um, so vote well, and 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 also vote for uh, uh, Congress people and senators who want to pay into Social Security and not their private their their private health care plan that they have, which is better than Social Security. Yeah, it's it's sterling. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should run for office. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Mike. Yeah, Go ahead. Exactly. Uh, another question, as far as on the investment side, um, where would whole life insurance uh, would whole life insurance be of value in a retirement portfolio? Okay, that's a good question. It's a very specific investment-related retirement question, and whole life insurance can be very effective for an individual who has not had access to a four hundred one k has not uh, had um, an employer with a profit-sharing plan, most likely will not have a defined benefit plan anymore. Um, So for an individual to have pre-tax features and tax advantage features in an investment that is not sponsored by an employer, uh, whole life insurance can be a very effective option. You can can accumulate the dollars pre-tax, the dollars uh, will compound on a tax advantage basis. Uh, the distributions, depending on what you take and when, could come out tax-free. Uh, the, what you need to be uh, aware of is there are some liquidity issues tied to whole life insurance. Uh, so you want to be aware of that and the cost. There are some reasonably priced policies out there. There are some... But that's for 20-year-olds and 40-year-olds, not necessarily for 60-year-olds. Well, for those that are approaching retirement, not in retirement, but approaching retirement, this could still be an option. So Hmm. if you are in your late 50s, you have no 401k, you have no profit-sharing plan, you had no plan prior, okay, Um, whole life could be a way 
to go. It's not could the that, foregone that, conclusion, but it is. Could that be for that, that same seven-year period that we were talking about earlier? That could be the underlying investment for that seven-year period. Interesting. Interesting. We only have a few minutes left until we're done. We're going to go another minute after. Uh, what would you say, Mike, is the, the, the overall takeaway from from this? What can we as Americans do to make sure that we have health care that's affordable? I mean, that $9 pill keeps coming into my head and I don't get it. I don't understand it. I mean, I'll go to the hospital for the hospital. I'll go to CVS. I can buy generic CVS Tylenol, you know, 500 for what, 10 bucks. Yeah. As far as the cost of healthcare, the cost, not the ability to pay for it, but the cost of it in and of itself. And bringing it down. And bringing it down. Right now, we've got several pieces of legislation that at the federal level that are in play um, on both sides of the aisle, both Democrat and Republican, that is looking to put caps on many different areas in terms of cost for healthcare, prescriptions, <coughs> surgery, all these different areas. And um, just to give you an idea of how the health-related, the health industry is profiting in the United States, the three most profitable, highest gross margin businesses in the U.S. over the last several decades, there's, there's three. IT, number one. Number two, financial services, and that might be a little surprising to some of you, but financial services, and of course, number three is healthcare. The top, those are the top three highest gross margin businesses operating in the U.S. Wow. Mike, we're out of time. Um, this has been Late Night Health. Late Night Health is now powered by PodClips, and we thank Mike for that. Uh, um, we are uh, uh, part of the, uh, we've been broadcasting live from the Bruin Professionals in Beverly Hills. We thank Melissa. I'm going to do it again. You do it. Degodig. Degodi. Right? We got it right? Yes. Uh, Melissa Degodi. Okay. Um, we have to talk, Melissa. I have entertainment. You're an entertainment lawyer? Oh, boy. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, that's good. Can anybody who's under the age of 30 look at that picture behind them and tell us who that woman is? Yeah, no, the old guys know, but the, the younger ones, did you know? Okay, there's a beautiful uh, picture of Audrey uh, Hepburn. Anyway, uh, we thank you all very much for tuning in and listening. Please share us, okay? You can share us with your friends. We hope this information has been good. Let me once again say that uh, Michael Anderson is with Firestone Partners, is an independent registered investment advisor. Um, securities offered through Four Points Capital Partners, LLC. Did I miss anything, Mike? I think we're in good shape. Okay. Mike T. Anderson, the executive VP and partner at Firestone Partners. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mark.